Welcome to Evolve, where we have fearless, unfiltered, unapologetic conversation with host Chanel Spencer, author, speaker, and CEO of Maximum Evolution. Are you ready? I hope you're ready. Hello, 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 beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of Evolve, where we have fearless, unfiltered, and unapologetic conversation because it's just mandatory in today's world, right? Um, so as most of you know by now, this is the Evolution Effect series where I have 20 authors, including myself, where we talk about how we have overcome adversities, broke patterns, and stepped into our greatness and this project was super, super important to me because just in going through life, we all have different challenges and face different adversities in our lives. And to take that and then become amazing individuals and take over the world, it was important for me to one, share my story, but allow so many other phenomenal individuals to do the same. So I appreciate all of my amazing co-authors on this project. And as you know, I have a special one with me here today. Say hello to the beautiful people, Mercy, Mercy Miles Jenkins. <laughs> Thank you so much, Chanel. Yes, 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 yes. Hello, wonderful, wonderful and beautiful people. I am so honored. I'm so honored to be on this podcast. I just want to say thank you, Chanel. And um, hello to all of you out there in um, the internet world. Right. <laughs> the internet uh, world, right? Because they just yeah, seem to like, oh my gosh. Right now, we're global. Right. Could you imagine if we didn't have the internet world right now, how we'd be probably going crazy in our house during this pandemic oh, time? Oh, yes. Thank <laughs> you for that global scene. Just imagine, 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 imagine. So where are you coming in from? I'm coming in from, uh, I live in Springfield, Massachusetts. Um, I have an accent, so I'm a Londoner, born and raised in London. And um, yeah, but I actually currently live in Massachusetts. Let's I want to say that like uh-uh I hear a little accent in the background. Not a little I hear it, so I know you I know you from somewhere else because my family's from England too. So I picked that up oh, in like 2.5 seconds. Nice. <laughs> this is a little bit about Mercy Miles Jenkins. She was born and raised in London, England with a Guyanian Ghanaian? Correct. I want to make sure I say it right. Heritage. She currently resides in Massachusetts with her family. She graduated at the University of East London with a BA, honors BA, excuse me, in social science and social work and has worked in human services for 30 years. Wow. Mercy began her entrepreneurial journey in 2017, and she took a step of faith after realizing that her skills of business development, client transformation, and staff enabled her to cause her employer to far exceed their company goals for several years in workforce development arena. Yes, Mercy is an ordained pastor of Christ Church International Springfield, an apostolic prophetic church. What? what? I didn't know that part. Okay. And Mercy <laughs> has written five books on overcoming spiritual abuse, aka church hurt, and believes that spiritual health is mental health and encourages the church to support this forgotten group. Yes, I love that. That is amazing. First of all, I didn't know you was a pastor. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yep, it's just one of the hats that I wear. Yes, I see. That's amazing. Well, congratulations. I didn't know that part. Thank listen, I, I listen, I stalk amazing people, 
online. Okay, okay, maybe not stores, but you know what I'm saying. Um, and I never knew that. So I'm, that's exciting. That's a nice new piece that I learned because you are just old, like like taking over the book publishing world, getting these authors together. Like that's amazing. Okay. I love it. Yeah, I yes. love it. I love it. <laughs> just, uh, just another hat, another part of the calling and the assignment. Right. I love that. I love that. So you titled your chapter hitting the stop button on spiritual abuse. What made you choose that, that name? Well, um, well, you gave us the assignment to talk about breaking patterns and that's a pattern that I had, um, lived under and basically it was a church cult and, um, it was, it's like, um, timeout and I want people to know it's timeout. It's timeout for, attending these churches that um, really control your life, that tell you you can't, um, you can't be a godparent to unsaved um, friends for their children. Um, it's time out for um, being told that you're not allowed to marry somebody uh, that you want to in your heart, or that even in your marriage, that you're not allowed to be intimate with your partner anymore. You know, it's time out for... Um, for leadership really overstepping their boundaries and really controlling, dominating people's lives far beyond what then the, the, the remit of authority then be given to, you know? So, you know, the pastoral role is more of a shepherding role, a guiding, a mm -hmm. correct, but it's not a dominating one, right? So um, Christ even gives us um, free will. So we have the free will <laughs> to make big, to make huge big mistakes, right? Mm -hmm. To go off the path, right? If we've been given that freedom, then and, and that freedom is given to us by God, then man should not overstep that level of freedom. And mm -hmm. so I wanted to expose that pattern and for people to realize this is a behavior that needs to be stopped, right? And so that's, that's where that came from. And obviously it came from my own experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've been in the cult for like eight years. So it came from my own experience. Wow, yeah. And um, I've hid, I've hid my testimony for so many years, but you know, God's been chasing me down to write these books about it. And, um, and I tell you, it is really uncomfortable, but um, it's that conversation that people don't want to hear. And it's certainly that conversation that, um, and I just really think that's like really God for him to spin it, make me a pastor, spin it and give me the authority to say it with the background that I have in the church. Okay. And so God really wants um, the abuse to stop. He's not with it. He was never with it. Right. He was never with it. Um, and these are the traditions of man and it just needs to stop. You said some like amazing things. First of all, for you to say that you were in a cult, that's like, like insane. That's one, not in the sense of you being in one because life happens and you, you kind of get, you get wrapped around people that you feel are, are right for you or, or has your best interest in heart at heart. And then it's, it's, it, you feel it's, you learn that it's the opposite. Right. And and it's kind of the same yeah. thing in, in when, when you're in relationships. So that's something that I don't, for me, I don't like, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're in a cult. Like, I'm like that's crazy. No, like life happens. Right. But yeah, what I'm yeah. saying that now that you're outside of that and now talking about, you're experiencing that you don't necessarily 
get that opportunity, one, to share your story or two, to be on the other side of that. You know what I mean? Does it make sense? So that's like so powerful and shows your strength as an individual, like, mm, this is not right for me. This doesn't fit what I want to do and who I, who, who I'm destined to be. So I'm going to remove myself from that situation. And I know for sure that it wasn't the easiest thing to do. Oh, no, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. And to be honest, I don't, I, I don't even give myself credit. <laughs> I don't give myself credit. I did not leave. God had me to leave. I don't even give myself credit. I was that brainwashed. So I don't even give the credit to me. Um, it was really God that really spoke to me. Um, I had a dream. One of my books is titled Run For Your Life. Mm-hmm. And um, I had this dream whereby... I saw a group of people and they were like, what's that, that program on Netflix? Is it the walking dead? Mm-hmm. They were like the zombies. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, and they were marching on the streets and the pastors were actually um, like prison guards. So they had like the whip and whatever. And so they were making sure that everybody was stepping to the same beat. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so they were just marching in the streets, but they were like dead people. Okay zombified Mm -hmm. and so i was in amongst the crowd Mm -hmm. okay and so my eyes shifting left and right and i'm like i wonder if they know that i'm alive okay Mm -hmm. and um like i'm not one of them but i'm walking with them like dead walking um but i know i can feel myself and so i heard a voice while i was walking with them say run for your life. I saw a gate mm-hmm. and I knew I could escape. And so once mm-hmm. we was marching and we aligned with that gate, okay, I saw it and it was, I was lined up with it. Then I said, that's it. I'm running. And let me tell you something. The voice was so loud in the dream. Mm-hmm. Okay. It echoed and echoed and echoed. And it was like this. Run for your life. Boom, 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 boom. And I just legged it. When I say I legged it, I was talking to my arms, my legs, everything mm-hmm. slowed down in slow motion. It was like, what? And I, so I ran out to the gate and I just knew, you know, you, it's like movies, like, you know, there's dogs chasing you, everyone's mm-hmm. chasing you, the whole horde is after you, right? I look back, do you know nobody was chasing me? I <laughs> looked back. Nobody, nobody. I look back, not even the leader, nobody. You know why? Because they were just walking dead people. Mm-hmm. They were under so much control and domination that they didn't even flinch when I moved. Because mm-hmm. they were wow. like, I don't know, I, on a mission. And it was just to walk around the block just like dead folk. And so I escaped. And so when I escaped, I woke up out of the dream, screaming. Right. <laughs> woke up yeah, out those of dreams the dream. Feel, like, first of all, like those dreams feel so real that like when yep. you get up, you're literally feeling the emotions as if they're like, like you, it was a live action. Like it's unreal yeah, how yeah. your dream, like you're literally having those outer body experiences in real life while you're dreaming about certain things. So you wake up like sweating for no reason. Like that's, that's, why, that's what it was. I was sweating. I was sweating. I was like, my mind was just breaking right. everything. I mean, I was in utter shock. 
I was like, this is how God sees that place. Mm -hmm. Like God is like they're dead mm -hmm. and have a heart that's beating and I need you out of that place. Mm -hmm. And I've made an escape. I've opened up the gate, align yourself and get out. Right. And I was like, oh my God, you mean everything was a lie? Mm -hmm. Mad embarrassment. Mm -hmm. I, shame? Oh, shame came to visit me quick. Mm -hmm. Guilt? Mm -hmm. All of that. All of that came visiting me. I felt so bad. Because I was like, oh my God, people have been telling me and I couldn't see it. Mm -hmm. It's like the scales fell off my eyes. I was like, oh my You know goodness. what's crazy? Like, you, you say... um spiritual abuse and and what we have to understand is that's still the same level as mental and emotional and even sometimes physical abuse because it's it's all tied together in the experience that you have and the feelings that you have thereafter right so in your chapter you said right. for example regretting that i had squandered the youthful years of my life and missed out on so many opportunities these unresolved issues of guilt regret unforgiveness and self-condemnation open the doors to feelings of depression, right? And so many people yeah. feel that. Like when you, when you have been mentally, emotionally abused, you feel that way. So for me in hearing your story and hearing what you've experienced and what you felt thereafter, the emotions that it evoked in you and the, the trauma that you had, it's, it's all within the same boat. Like, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes what we do is we diminish yeah our own experience because like oh well it's not as bad as that but no right, in right. regards to the impact that it has on an individual it's still the same are you saying does it make sense and so oh, hearing yeah, absolutely right and so hearing and, you know your experience and how you had to run and how you had to flee and how you had to remove yourself and understanding that it's not healthy for you or the the right direction for you it's it's like it's all tied to the same thing and it's just crazy because oh, yeah. you wouldn't Absolutely. even think yeah. of it like that like you, you, you know what i'm saying like that mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah you wouldn't think of it like that but mm -hmm. let me give you a joke yeah mm -hmm. uh i had uh when i came out of that place mm -hmm. it was in i came out in actually it's a 10 year i, I figured this out yesterday 10 year anniversary mm -hmm. i came out in 2010 2016 um a woman um prophesied to me and said that they tried to and then by this time, I'm, I'm living a new life, right? Nobody knows my old life. Mm -hmm. But I got this saying that um, they tried to beat you to a pulp. Mm -hmm. And they tried to strip you of your identity. These are the exact mm -hmm. words. And so God speaks of it in terms of, like you said, it could be physical abuse, verbal mm -hmm. abuse, okay? Mm -hmm. um, you know, beating up somebody's self-esteem. You know, he said they beat you to a pulp. Now, they didn't mm -hmm. physically touch me. Right. But I think those words are very interesting, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. so this is a perspective that we don't share about how God feels about when we do this to people. But those are the words that let me know that he knew he was there. He mm -hmm. was unimpressed. He was mm -hmm. not happy. Um, and these were people that he had put in leadership, but they just went off. I don't know. They just kind of took a detour somewhere and um, was, was operating in some selfish um, some selfish, narcissistic ways. Mm -hmm. um, and they refused counsel. They refused um, accountability. And even their own peers were saying what you're doing to the people is wrong. Mm -hmm. Their own peers would tell them this is a cult. And I know that because they would tell us. And we would we, we turn around and be like, really? Nah. <laughs> right, right, right. 
time we were, we were like, really? Dad, this ain't a cult, they around, right? <laughs> but no, you're right. It all falls under the category of abuse. It's all trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, different forms of it may have experiences, but the similarities, um, even some of the conversations, you'd be like, rah, like, okay, yeah, that happened to me too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was the same process. I had to mm-hmm. say, I couldn't tell anyone. I had to get my bag ready. I had one person that would support me so that I could financially leave him, right? Mm-hmm. And it is like that because they form a lot of dependencies mm-hmm. so that you couldn't mm-hmm. leave. And so I did have to plan my way out. I, I, I planned my way out. I didn't tell them I was leaving, right? I had to set things up to make sure that I could get out. And guess what? Never go back again. Right. Because trust me, people go back. Even to this day, people go back. Mm-hmm. Because of that. You really took the next the thing that I wanted to say from your chapter. So you said statistically, once you have experienced a cult, you carry tendencies to go back to the same group or fall into another one being unconsciously aware, just like abusive and toxic spousal relationships, I want to caution you to address childhood issues that open doors to being mistreated, misguided, and tormented because it is familiar to you due to your background. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's so true. And see, what happened with me is when I came out, I went to study on it. Mm. So I went to the library and I got seven books and cults and I began to study. If I hadn't did that, then I wouldn't have known that, mm-hmm. that there would have been a tendency that would put me right back in it. Because when I look at the other people that left, they went back into another one. Mm-hmm. They went into another cult. So and do I'm you like, mind? Okay, what were you going to say? Finish your statement. I'm like, how did they find another cult? <laughs> how did they <laughs> find another one? Like, really? Right. right. Like, it's but- like, like you're just attracted to mm-hmm. people um, sharing, sharing you with love, mm-hmm. um, love, but they have ulterior motives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh know, my like gosh. That. And like you yeah. hit right on the nose because a lot of times, um, even people that are in abusive relationships, because you haven't, I say heal, deal and feel yeah. what you've gone through, you start to still attract maybe maybe not the exact same person, but someone with similar tendencies because you haven't literally truly done the work that you needed to do. Like you said, when you went and studied and started working on yourself, if you don't do that, then you're going to attract the same, the same situation ultimately, unfortunately. Right. Um, yeah. But it's like, wow. And do you mind, like you have my brain like going crazy because do you mind, like, can you, can you give like just a couple of examples of what you experienced in being in a cult because i feel like this is so this is a topic that is so unaddressed and not talked about like honestly okay so one of the things is is that with cults is that they develop a culture Mm -hmm. they develop a culture they develop a language um and that's what ties people in and that's what makes them uncomfortable when they're around regular folk regular people Mm -hmm. going to work and stuff like that and so um, in this culture and in this language um, and in this tight community, they have rules. They have rules, they have norms, they have um, value systems, but it's all stemmed out of fear and um, is abusive to your own self, okay? Mm-hmm. And so some of the things that they would um, do is, um, like, you couldn't wear black. 
Okay, like you can wear black. Now you might think, okay, big deal, we can't wear black. Okay, but uh, that's that's because of the culture and the language and the systems they put in place. So I had black clothes. Mm-hmm. I had to get rid of black clothes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now I have a fear of black. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now because they've given me the fear of black, you know, they they you can I can be controlled very easily, mm-hmm. very easily. They can say anything about black and make me feel like I'm going to hell. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they will control my um, self-expression. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm from London. So all my clothes are from London. I dress, you know, London's very high fashion. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they would pick at my, my clothing and talk about me like a dog because of the clothes I was wearing. And they would say, that's the only, that's the past, that's Egypt. And so the connotation there is, is that you're going, you're, you're moving away from God. Mm-hmm. Okay. So everything's intertwined with my faith and my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And so you feel like you're going to hell. So mm-hmm. because they say that, then you, then I began to um, remove anything from London mm-hmm. out of my life. Okay. Mm-hmm. That means that pictures, just people, do you see how systematically mm-hmm. just by saying that people would get rid of stuff because they're trying to get closer to God. Mm-hmm. But now they've got control of coming people off and isolating themselves from friends and family mm-hmm. because they had a way of manipulating them to make them think it was bad. Mm-hmm. And so they were very good at doing auto suggestion. This is a mm-hmm. brainwashing technique. They had to study this. So nothing is always, um, overt. It's very covert operations. Mm-hmm. And that's why I didn't detect it because it has to do with people's motives and mm-hmm. discerning if the motive behind what they're saying is it good or bad. To me, they're good people. If you look at them, if you met them, they're, um, they're in their 60s now. Um, at the time I met them, they were in the, 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 the wife was 45. He was like 63 or something. Mm-hmm. Nice, loving people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Beautiful people. All right. It's just the closer you get to them, they will not, they won't let you go. And they, they very rarely allow people to leave the church. Okay. Mm -hmm. They um, would release word curses. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, when people leave, people get cancer. When people leave, strange things happen. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which is one of the things that I had to do. I had to fight and say, no, I'm going to be successful. Okay. Mm -hmm. A lot of people that left don't go back to God. Okay, I was not, I left God myself for five and a half years until he actually brought me back. And when he did, he quickly got me back into my calling, my assignment as a pastor and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. But we're one of the very, very few people that did. The very few, I'd say we're actually the only ones. But just in case somebody else just recently did, I don't know, because I'm not there. But I'm just saying that it, the brainwashing like, like the word was, they tried to strip you of your identity. Mm-hmm. So for a long time, you know, even if, um, you know, I'm English, so we would um, eat with a knife and fork, mm-hmm. okay? So they would criticize me left and right for eating knife, knife, knife and fork. And so that would make you to think not to do it. So mm-hmm. little bit by little bit, they're getting into your psyche mm-hmm. and they're controlling you and you're no longer you, you're like a zombie. You're not living for you no more. Mm-hmm. Your life is controlled. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you another example. I couldn't go to school and I couldn't go to work. They wouldn't let me. What? That's crazy. It was a big issue. We had a big meeting. 
Um, they didn't want me working because they felt like I'm supposed to work for the church. Um, it was a big meeting. Um, I wanted to take my kids out of their school. One of the things that cults do is they always have like a school um, because they, they don't want you to communicate with the outside world. So mm-hmm. my kids was in the church school. I wanted to take them out from the mainstream. I got pulled up into a meeting with other leadership. It was a big issue. Okay. Like, like that should be me and my husband, right? No, it was a big issue. We got called, like you're getting called to like the principal's office about yeah. your own life and they're reprimanding you and they're telling you you're selfish and this is not, this is not God. God didn't tell you to do this. I mean, everything, they had a way of lacing it with God because that was where you really was controlled. Right. Okay. So that's crazy. Like, I feel like um, just in, in everything that you went through in that, like how, so what, what did you decide to do with your children? Um, I left them there. So they got their own way and that's how it normally happened. So I had to submit. Right. If I didn't submit, it would it just wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been good for me. So I submitted. Well, I will say that you know, I understand you in regards to submitting and doing what they say to do because, like when we mentioned earlier, it's like being in an abusive relationship and you take what they say as like mm-hmm. truth. You take what they say right. as law. From, from from different perspectives in like the fear aspect and but for you I don't think it was necessarily the fear of them it was more of how they correlated it to the fear of God if that makes sense do you see what I'm saying so they use yeah. God and religion as a yeah. tool to control you you know what I mean so Absolutely. it makes sense as to why you made those decisions I will say when I was in a physical abusive relationship mentally and emotionally I literally no lie swear to you guys listening I hopped out of a moving vehicle because I was terrified. Wow. No, for real. I was terrified or tried to, I will say, I, because the the way the direction that the person was driving was going was taking me the opposite way, the, in the opposite direction mm. of the person that I was with. And I had yeah. to be there by a certain time. So I was just like, all right, what, what, what is, what, what is more, what's the word? What is more, um, like punishment for me like is the punishment that i'm gonna get from this to the person that i was with at that time um more detrimental than me going in the wrong direction and you see what i'm saying and following that other person's lead and to me because he had control over my mental emotional being yeah Yeah. it was like let me get the hell about this car because you're going in the opposite direction and i gotta be somewhere at a certain time you see what i'm saying and yeah people don't understand like it's real like it's real (laughs) telling you it's real. So with yeah. everything that you said, first of all, it's super powerful. And I know that's why I asked, I asked before I just went into the question in regards to giving more details, because, you know, it's a hard, it's a hard conversation to have because you have to kind of pull yeah. out things that you maybe haven't even thought about and open, right. you, you know what I'm saying? Close years. Yeah. Ago. Um, yeah. But what would you say to someone who may be going through spiritual abuse now, or even being in a cult now, um, what would you say to that? And what advice would you give to them? Well, the first thing is to leave, mm-hmm. right? And um, even coming to that decision to leave is not easy. Mm-hmm. And so oftentimes something drastic has to happen mm-hmm. for somebody to say, okay, I've got to leave, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's like, it's that last thing that breaks the camel's back and you're mm-hmm. like, that's it, I've got to go. 
but hopefully you'll get to a place where you know you've got to leave that there's there's strange fires there's strange things happening and it is okay for you to leave and so you need to know that god is not impressed he's not happy he's not supporting this behavior he's not involved they may have they may have involved his name but he's not a part of this okay mm-hmm. and so that's where people stay because they are convinced that god is not has not released them mm-hmm. see i would not leave because i was a faithful person until mm-hmm. i knew that god wanted me to leave mm-hmm. and i could never hear it because i was never open to it yeah never open to it yes. so you might have somebody that you know a family friend that um belongs to a church that you know is off um so what's helpful because i had people that knew it was off but i just couldn't mm-hmm. hear it right mm-hmm. because they do a very good job of indoctrinating you a very good job okay so one of the things is that really helped me was um a friend challenged me with why does all these negative things happen and she said well, I don't understand why is it that people can't think for themselves? Mm-hmm. And when she said that, I couldn't lie. I just thought about it and I was like, you know what, she's right. We can't think for ourselves because we're not allowed to. Um, and I had a split second where I could deny it and for, you know, just be dead or I could tell the truth and at least admit it to myself. And so when I was open enough to admit it to myself that that is true, then that's when I can, that's when I began to hear God and I had a prayer. And so I'll tell, you know, I'm I'm talking to you guys, the listeners. um, I had a prayer and my prayer was God, do not let me be deceived. And I just kept on saying that on a daily because I knew something was wrong, but I couldn't figure it out. And so me seeking God to give me the truth opened the door for him to really give me that dream. And so you've got to be open and you've got to invite the truth in. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth and he's a teacher. He would teach you what's right and wrong. You may have been brainwashed to believe what is right and wrong according to man so that they can control you. But if you really have a conversation with the Holy Spirit and pray and really seek him out, he will give you truth and he'll show you what's false. And so that's mm-hmm. what happened to me. There's a very wow. crucial thing. You've got to be open. Yeah. It's like this. If somebody tells you, you better leave that boyfriend here, no good for you, right? That's mm-hmm. some truth there. But if you ain't ready for it. It's not going to matter. It's not going to do could, anything. It's literally, it's like being a dead horse. Like you just, you yeah. just tell me five million times, child. Right with a broken fist, a broken eye, whatever, like, right, it, right. It, it don't matter, like, it yeah. don't matter, so you are absolutely right in regards to, you have to be in a space to, you have to be in a space to be ready to receive, and to yeah. release whatever it is that you need to remove, because it won't matter what anybody says anybody to you, like, it's, oh my gosh, you hit it right on the nose, and that's so powerful, yeah, I, I give you, so, like, you say, oh, I don't give myself credit, no, 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 like you said, you can hear you can hear, um, you can get downloads. You can hear what everybody's saying. You can hear, you, you might get messages from God sometimes and yeah. you don't hear it because you're so wrapped up in what is That's happening right. in the moment. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. for, you to, for you to make that decision is such a major, like that's so major. And for you to be where you are today and how you literally taken back control of your life and like you are the epitome of this book of stepping into your greatness and not allowing what you've experienced to hold you back. Cause you out here shining girl. Okay. I'm just saying. 
So it's an absolutely beautiful thing. And again, and I, I appreciate you one for your transparency for being a part of this project and and sharing your truth because sometimes it's so hard. And like you said, like you feel ashamed and you feel embarrassed and you feel certain kind of way in in right. sharing your story. And I'll be very honest, when I wrote my first co-author chapter about me being a, in a physically abusive relationship, I was like terrified. Like, I was like, you know, I forget it. I don't want to, I finished the chapter and everything. I'm like, I don't want to send it. Forget it. <laughs> so I'm saying, but imagine if I didn't, I wouldn't be where, yes. I, today where I've been in six of them, about yes. to be in 10. Now. Like, you know what I'm saying? So wow. Wow. taking that one, just that one step that terrifies you is like literally mm. the game changing breakthrough that you need that. to have, you know? Oh my God. So I just commend yes. you for your strength and for your to see where you are and say this is not right for me and make the decision and just step in it because like you said it's so easy just to go back because of fear and because of the comfortability and because sometimes we find comfortable we say we find comfortability in dysfunction because we're just so used to it and that's why we go back you see what i'm saying or the fear that you may have because you left now you're walking around on eggshells and looking over your shoulder to make sure like you know what i'm saying like you said like people that mm-hmm. left would get sick or whatever it is. And so that's so yeah. powerful. And, and I thank you again for, for adding that value to this project. And, and I thank you for sharing your story with our lovely listening audience um, on this platform again, because again, you can be like, uh-uh, I'm going to talk about that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it's so powerful. And for anyone that's tuning in and, he- and, and hearing this, I hope that it evokes something in you to make a change and in your life so that you can have this, the freedoms that we both have now um, because we moved ourselves to something that was not for our greatest good. So I thank you again. I like, I can't, like, I just, I've never had this kind of conversation before and I'm just like in awe, like, honestly. <laughs> so I thank you for blessing um, the Evolve platform and again, sharing, sharing your story for real. So how can our lovely audience connect with you? You, they, you guys can connect with me on Facebook. Um, Mercy Miles Jenkins. You can, um, I have a public page there. You can follow me on my public page. I also have a personal page. You can DM me, right? So I'm very personable and you can reach out to me via Facebook messenger. I'm also on Instagram, Mercy Miles Jenkins. You can find me there also as well. Okay. So just reach out to me, reach out to me. If this hits strikes a chord in any way or fashion, um, and you want to just talk about those things that happen, make sense of it. Um, certainly we can do that. Um, I also do have um, a total of five books now on this subject matter, each mm-hmm. one from a different angle, different perspective. Uh, one of them has to do with now that this has happened and you're out, um, how do you find your way back to your calling and your assignment? Because of course that was my, that was my, um, that was my life. Many people didn't go back into who God said that they were. Okay. And so um, that's one perspective. Another perspective is the sting of betrayal is uncovering that betrayal um, of um, a pastor hurting you and how do you overcome that? So I, that's one book. And um, recovery. So my latest one that's just now been published is called um, Rebuild, Reset and Recover. Seven Steps to Spiritual Abuse Recovery. And so I take you through seven steps, um, which I have gone through. And um, also has um, uh, also has um, other authors in there too that have gone through um, some similar experiences. So that's going to be very interesting. So yeah. 
I love it. Oh my gosh. I'm just like, girls that are like promote you everywhere. I'm like, this is amazing. Like, I'm just so like, like it's okay. Listen, listen, beautiful people. It takes a lot to impress me. I'm like, cause you know, my mind, I just feel like I'm the best. Just say it. But no. <laughs> so when you do listen, Miss Mercy Miles Jenkins, let me make sure Mrs. or Miss. Tell you, I want to make sure I give you the right title. I'm married, Mrs. Okay. Mrs. Mercy Miles Jenkins. I am impressed. Do you hear me? Like, I, oh, I, really? Yes, I am just like, oh, because it's just, it's just, oh man, I just, I am. I don't even know how to put the word. Like, I want to post about our interview. Like, that's how amazed I am wow. right now. Like, literally. So again, I just appreciate you for um being on this platform, being on this project, yeah. sharing your story, and just giving me the honor to be able to um, wow. share your story. I'm like, oh my gosh, you don't understand? Because like again, like I said, I've never had. Like you hear about things and and yeah. you, you see it on the TV, but it's not like it's yeah, not the TV. Real TV. Right. Does it make sense? Yes, right. Yeah, so, documentaries. Right, like even well, even like because you know in like in shows they'll put it in it as like like comedy. Does it, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like yeah. I, I think it was was it was it um um the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. One of those shows or just shows mm-hmm. in general, they put it in as like as like they get into these. Like you see what I'm saying? They put it in as like serious but in a comedic way so you yeah. don't realize that it's like real and like people will really go through um these types of situations so it's just ah oh, man i i appreciate you and again oh, i, I thank you for for literally being so transparent and sharing your story um with us and can keep going and you you said you got five books gosh like you about to do it's 12 fun. i feel it like you keep going like, i love it like i love yeah. it I love, I love next it. year i'll be um i would have offered um 10 yeah, so, listen, that's my plan. <laughs> listen, she going to do it, y'all. She is. I already see it. <laughs> well, again, I thank you so much for thank you for being here on this platform and to our lovely listening audience. I appreciate oh, it was my pleasure. Everything. And I just want to say, Chanel, you are a beast. Thank okay, you. you are a beast. Um, I can't stop bragging about how you have put this um, anthology project together, and you are such a visionary. And um, just the systems that you have put in place, you made it uh, such a smooth and easy process uh, for somebody like me that just uh, so busy and there's just so many moving parts in, mm-hmm. in every part of what I'm doing. Uh, you're very organized. And um, I just want to say I really appreciate it. You made, made it a lot more easy for me. So Aww. I just want to say thank you um, for your administrative skills, uh, your management skills, and um, just being the visionary that you are to um, even put the podcast and everything. I mean, yes. you know, so yeah, I would. De- <laughs> well, uh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, for real, honestly. Um, this was um, a great experience. I learned a lot um, with what works, what doesn't. Um, but it was definitely a, a, a blessing. And for me, it's, I, I just know what it feels like to be in the beginning stages of life or just like wanting to have opportunities and they're not there. So for me, um, to birth new authors or to add another project to um, current authors or seasoned authors um, to their portfolio, it's just, it it gives me such joy because again, my mission is to create tables. And when I say tables, I mean building Mm. your own legacy and and, and building your own brand and and getting yourself to where you want to be because so often as women, we feel overlooked we feel we don't feel like we're enough so if i can 
help somebody else to get to where they want to be, I will 100% do that. Because I, I was at one point an aspiring author who wanted to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I want to be on that project. And so now if I can provide opportunities to any other any other individuals, I will 100% do that because you winning is me winning. That's why I'm like overjoyed with you because you, like, I don't know you personally, right? But in us yeah. having this conversation and seeing how you transformed and took, like, that's a win for me, even though it wasn't me and I wasn't there right. with you. Right. It's right. seeing you win and seeing, hearing your story, mm. just, it inspires me to be 10 times better, 10 times, go 10 times harder because that's the stories that I love to hear. Like, I love to see you win. So when you come with your next book, girl, I'm like, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to be so excited because so often we don't support each other. So if I, yeah. we have to understand that each of us winning is a win for the whole. So I appreciate you and, and, and thank you for your words. I don't, like sometimes when I hear compliments, I'd be like, oh, thank you. But you cringe a little bit inside. <laughs> so I appreciate your words. I really, really do. And, and to oh, our yeah. lovely listening audience, please keep, keep keep tuning in for you um with your girl and thank you so much again mercy for for being on this platform i can't wait to share your episode and this is actually the last episode of the evolution effect um and look we saved the best for last y'all <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness so again i thank you to all my lovely listening audience for your support continue to keep tuning in if you missed any of the other um, episodes for the Evolution Effect series, you know it's everywhere. You know, we on Google, we on Apple, you know. We everywhere, y'all. Spotify, Anchor, you know, check us out. Check out those episodes. And if there's anyone that touched your heart, touched your spirit, that you felt connected to, reach out to them. Because I'm telling you, these are all game-changing individuals. Listen, I don't like to be surrounded by anybody but powerful, game-changing individuals. You heard Miss Mercy, right? Mrs. Mercy, I'm sorry. You heard her, right? Listen, powerful and game-changing. She's about to take over the world. Do you hear me? Um, so if there's anybody that you feel that you connected with in hearing their story, reach out to them because you just never know what can happen. And collaboration is everything in this world. And if you want to get your life to the next level, connect with any one of my amazing co-authors because let me tell you something, we out here making big moves, just saying. So again, thank you all for tuning in and I will see you next time. Bye, beautiful people. Thank you for tuning in to Evolve. Stay fearless, unfiltered, and unapologetic. Until next time, special shout out to all of our amazing listeners. You are truly appreciated. Follow our host, Chanel Spencer, at Chanel Spencer Now on Instagram and Facebook. Songs I'm From the South by D21 from Black Mob Entertainment off the 720 God album. Find him on Instagram at only D21. I'm from the South. I'm from the South. Straight out the South. We'll hit his rock gold teeth straight out your mouth. My niggas don't know peace. Fuck, is he saying though? Homie, is he playing though? Know my old dudes bring more than a candle. Bring the heat to them. There they keep talking. Know that they would end. Little dogs barking. Step across the line. Be shot.